Hello, hello. I hope everyone is having a lovely start to your week this week. I today want to talk about five ways to homestead when you are sick. Welcome to the Homestead Challenge podcast, where we will finally figure out how to make homesteading work in this modern world. I'm your host, Brittany, kind of crunchy mom and fellow modern homesteader. I've walked the path you're on, navigating burnout, overwhelm, information overload, serious lack of time, and uncertainty of where to even start. But I've also discovered a way to integrate homesteading into my modern busy life. If you're itching to kick off your homesteading journey on your terms, you're in the right spot. In each episode of this podcast, I'll be dishing out quick and straightforward homesteading tips, sharing home management systems, and providing modern solutions that fit seamlessly into your suburban lifestyle. Ready to turn your homesteading goals into a reality? Join me, and together we'll navigate the world of homesteading in a way that suits our lives. So grab that sourdough starter from the back of your fridge, girl. It's time to rise. (laughs) So you may have guessed that the reason I wanted to do this is because I am still sick. I don't know what's going on. I think it's just sinuses at this point. Uh, And I always plan out, I have a lot of podcast episodes planned out in advance, but I was just not feeling it. I was like, for what I had planned, I'm not doing it in my home right now. So how can I be talking about these things when I cannot do any of these things right now? But then I got to thinking, what can I do in my homestead right now while sick? So hopefully these five things give you some inspiration and hope for how to keep things running when you aren't feeling the best. Of course, I'm not talking about when you're like, super sick, can't move, get out of bed. I'm talking about just a general cold or whatever situation I have going on right now. But we all know that most of you are mothers or spouses of any kind. And uh, we all know that things got to keep on moving a lot of the time, even though we uh, would like to be in bed instead. All right, let's get into these five ways to homestead when you are sick. So sorry if I'm sniffly. I know that's the worst. Number one, prioritize essential tasks. So this may seem obvious, but while you're sick and you don't have a plan in advance, you're probably thinking to yourself, what are my essential tasks? I have no idea what is happening. So this is something you probably need to incorporate into your everyday routine now so that when things hit the fan, (laughs) everything doesn't fall apart. So every week, you should be really planning out your week by knowing exactly what appointments and priorities that you have that week. You don't have to be super official about it. If you just want to use your paper planner, that's a great way to go about it. Um, Definitely communicating all these things to your family so everyone knows what's going on. So if you are so sick that you can't get out of bed, people still know what's what's going on without you. That's even better. (laughs) That might be next level. But knowing in advance what actually needs needs to be done and shuffling the rest so that you can say, okay, I only really need to do these three things. You can either delegate them or figure out a way to do them yourself and move on and know that the rest will be taken care of later when you are feeling up to it. Number two, that is a good segue, delegating our responsibilities. So as I said, 
knowing what those tasks are and actually communicating them to your partner or your spouse or your kids or whoever it might be is excellent. But there are a couple ways that you can really set yourself up for success here. So I actually want to talk about using technology in this a little bit. My husband and I have a shared Google calendar. So everything important, whether my husband has to be there or not, I shared his Google calendar. So he always knows what is going on and it's just, he knows what's a priority to me. Also, we communicate things to each other by having a shared communication board, but I'm not going to go into that today. That is something that if you end up uh, being really interested in, I would highly recommend taking Chelsea Joe's Systemize Your Life course. She is the one that got me to have the communication center. Next, with the technology though, phone reminders. So if you got something going on like sourdough or seed starting, I don't know about you, but when I'm sick, I can't remember anything. I can't remember anything ever anyway, let alone when I'm feeling good versus sick. So say you're starting your sourdough starter for the first time. Before you go ahead and start it, set a reminder for every day on your phone of when it needs to be fed. If you're starting your seeds, set a reminder for when you're supposed to water it and when you're supposed to, I don't know, turn on your heat lamp, turn off your heat lamp, whatever you've got going on. Set these reminders in your phone and then it will be ready to go. When they go off, you can either do it yourself or tell somebody else to do it. But at least then it's one thing that's off your plate and out of your brain. So you don't have to be walking by that plant every single day or buy the sourdough every day that needs fed and think, oh, I got to do that. Oh, I got to do that. Oh, I got to do that. It can clear your brain if you let the technology remember all of these things for you. And then you don't have to be thinking about them every time you pass these little tasks in the house. And if you really can't do it, then you can share those reminders on a Google calendar or something with your loved ones so they can do it for you. Number three, this one's probably the most important, and it's something that you really have to do in advance, but preparing a meal stock, stock of meals that you have in your freezer so that you don't fall into the trap of door dashing every single time you get sick. I'm speaking to myself here very much. We don't have a huge stock of anything right now in our house. I can't really use the moving excuse anymore. I've been using it for quite some time, but <laughs> we've been here Oh, six months, seven months, eight months. I don't know. It is time for me to go ahead and do this. So you don't have to like prep meals for a whole day in order to build up the stock. You simply just have to make double of something. Whenever you know you're cooking something that freezes well, just make double and then freeze that slowly over time. You don't have to spend like an entire weekend in the kitchen to get this stock available to you. And you really don't have to stock all that much, but having at any given time, just three meals in your freezer will save you so much time and money. And my husband is very, very capable. He's not the main cook in the house and uh, he can cook really well, but usually he would use a recipe, but it just takes it off the plate of everybody. Nobody has to ask anybody any questions. Just throw it in, you know, Reheat it however you're going to reheat it, and uh, nobody has to think about anything, which is really a good way to go. And obviously, you're saving money by not door dashing and healthier. Definitely a lot of those freezer meals, if you're making 
soups or stocks or stews. That's all going to nourish you a lot more than getting some fast food. All right, number four, doing low energy tasks. So this is what I am going to be prioritizing probably the rest of the weekend. Focus on those tasks that require minimal energy. So for example, like I have been talking about, if you didn't listen to the last episode on things you can do in your garden now, number one is planning your garden. So I keep talking about it, but I still have not done it. (laughs) So I am going to plan my garden. And I actually signed up for a gardening course. No matter what level you're at, there are so many really cool gardening sources online that I am going to go ahead and cozy up in my bed probably tomorrow and start watching this gardening course. I think it's so important to invest in yourself. A lot of the time we fall into this trap that we can't, you know, spend money on these things just for ourselves. So spending money on a course that's for yourself and not for business. Um, It is hard and obviously we have to save up and whatnot for these things, but definitely prioritize continuing education in an area that you love, I think is super important and hopefully will be fruitful in the long run. That's what I'm hoping from this gardening course. So we shall see. You could also organize your garden seeds or read up on any homesteading techniques that you have. How many cookbooks have you bought that you just have sitting there that maybe you get a recipe or two out of, but have you ever actually read like the techniques section or any parts like that. I know that I have quite a few, especially if it comes to like bread baking. I uh, could definitely read up on that. So you can do those things from your bed or couch. And number five, prioritize your health. So you don't have to be doing all the things. As we said, there's not too much you can do. Sometimes you just got to wait it out. But truly getting back to yourself is going to be the best way to get back to those homesteading things. So prioritizing actually getting healthy is going to help you in the long run. And maybe it's time that you start utilizing some of those herbal skills or learning some of those herbal skills so that you can actually homestead by treating some of these minor illnesses at home, if you would like, or at least nurturing them in some way. I really hope that these five ways to homestead when you are sick Gave you some food for thought. You know, some of them seem a little obvious, but are we actually doing them when we are sick or are we falling back into the same patterns? That happens to me a lot, so I totally get it. No judgment there. There's really never any judgment here for anything. But with that, I have to give you homework. And today's homework is this week. Make one of your meals a really nourishing meal and make a double and freeze half of it. So that way, when you are sick, you will have a lovely nourishing meal on hand and you won't have to feel bad about ordering DoorDash again. (laughs) All right, friends, hopefully next week I will be back up and at it. And I did have brain fog this week about what you guys wanted to hear about. So please, please, please DM me on Instagram or go ahead and answer. There's a Google Doc uh, form in the show notes. I want to know what you want to hear about. So I've had a few requests on there that are definitely all in the lineup. So that is the best way to let me know what you want to hear. Until next time, friends, we'll talk to you later. Bye.
Hey, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Homestead Challenge podcast. I hope our time together has empowered you to take meaningful steps on your homesteading journey. If you've enjoyed our conversation and found value in today's tips, please take a moment to leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback means the world to me and it helps others discover the podcast. Let's keep the conversation going. Connect with me on Instagram. You can find me at Brittany L. Gibson. The link is in the show notes. Share your favorite takeaways from the episode, ask questions, or suggest topics of what you'd like to hear in the future. For an even deeper dive into the homesteading community, join our Facebook group where other suburban homesteading mamas share their experiences, ask questions, and support each other on their unique homesteading journeys. Just search for the Homestead Challenge community on Facebook and request to join. Remember, every small step on your homesteading path is a victory. Whether you're nurturing plants on your windowsill or mastering the art of sourdough, you're making a difference. Keep at it. Until next time, let's watch our homesteads flourish together.